My guest today is Chris Klein. He's the Chief Operation Officer at Bitcoin IRA. Chris is a Denver, Colorado native and was challenged to develop a way for individuals to directly invest in Bitcoin for retirement. Together with Camilo Concha and Johannes Hayes, Klein co-founded Bitcoin IRA. Klein then developed the process and exclusive partnerships to create a full-service turnkey solution, allowing investors to capitalize on the rapidly growing digital currency marketplace for their retirement portfolio while maintaining full IRS compliance. Welcome to the show, Chris. It's a pleasure to have you. Hey, thanks for having me today. It's a real pleasure to be here. So you are the COO over at Bitcoin IRA. Can you just tell us um, a little bit about your background and then why you got involved and founded uh, Bitcoin yeah, IRA? Absolutely. So I came from originally Denver, Colorado. Uh, when I graduated from CU Boulder in 2007, right about the worst time to graduate college in the last 20 years, uh, as we went into the housing crisis and the recession. So I tried a lot of different things for a few years and then uh, decided one day to pack a one-way ticket or pack one suitcase and uh, get a one-way ticket and try out uh, a life in California. Uh, And I ran into Camillo and Johannes serendipitously on my way from, I started in Palm Springs, then Los Angeles, then was headed to San Francisco. Uh, And they were doing marketing and other things for retirement planning uh, groups that were basically cultivating accounts for particular investment types. Uh, and asked if I had any interest in that. And so for a while, we did real estate, LLCs, private equity, precious metals, uh, mastering the retirement space in the self-directed alternative world. Uh, And then in 2015, the challenge came across our desk to try to put Bitcoin into one of these things. Uh, And we worked on it about 18 months. uh, And once we were able to go live in June of 2016, uh, it was kind of like uh, when a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, doesn't make a sound. A lot of people weren't talking about crypto in 2016. Uh, and since then, no. we've just really focused on uh, evolving our platform to be the, uh, the most innovative and cutting edge possible with the asset class we're working with. Wow. So what are, you're, you're right at the right time. I mean, this is all anybody's talking about now, but I'm sure in 2016, it was a little different. Can you talk about self-directed IRAs a little bit and then why someone who has a self-directed IRA would want to include crypto in their investments? Yeah, absolutely. So self-directed IRAs have been around since about the mid-90s. They were first used mostly for real estate, folks that wanted to buy additional property, land, or houses, uh, and wanted to use retirement funds that they had saved up for it. And so they they built, uh, they built they basically built a, an infrastructure so that there was a custody solution and the assets were held at an arm's length distance. Uh, ever since then, they've evolved to really take on the alternative world of investing. Uh, you don't hear about them a lot because you know, they're not like Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, others where they're running ads and Super Bowl ads and everything else. Uh, they're smaller groups. They're state regulated uh, trust custodians. Uh, and what they allow you to do is look at things like Bitcoin, uh, where we went and said, OK, we can build a turnkey platform here that allows folks to open fund and then trade accounts and, and get access to, at the time it was just Bitcoin. Since then we've added Ethereum, Litecoin and up to 65 different assets now. So this is for people that are managing their own, some of their own retirement at least in, in an IRA. Mm-hmm. And what are they looking to gain from Bitcoin? I mean, is it increased returns? Is it diversification? Like why, um, why add these like different um, asset classes? Why not just buy like a stock ETF? Absolutely. So the first group of folks, I call them our engine nerds. 
they were libertarians, worked at NASA, uh, IBM, um, all the FANG businesses and had left there or retired or, or were about to retire. Uh, and they really believed in the future of what crypto could do. They saw it as a disruptive vehicle, something like what the Internet did to communications or the email did to the post office. They saw Bitcoin as that. Uh, and so early adopters have been proven uh, definitely right as far as gain and ROI. Uh, but they still hold strong in their belief that crypto is going to be a disruptive piece of our overall economy. But today, it's a really big mixed bag. There's folks that are looking at it strictly for speculative gain. They've seen what Bitcoin's done over the last five years as the most, mm. uh, the highest performing asset class in that time period. And they want to have a bit of that in their retirement portfolio. So diversification is key. Uh, and then there are folks that do have a legitimate concern about inflation. Uh, now it's almost about double digits. Mm. Uh, and what that means for the future state of not just the U.S. dollar currency, but all currencies that are fiat since about the 1970s have no uh, physical backing to them like gold. Uh, and we really have exponentially grown that balance sheet over the last 10 years, especially in the last two years. About 20 percent of all money that's in circulation was made in those last two years uh, with COVID and the wow. infrastructure bills. So. There are reasons uh, why folks are saying, hey, I, I want to make sure that I protect myself against any currency mismanagement issues that may happen. And, you know, the old one that we all think about is Germany, 1920s, where the, the mark became useless. People were taking wheelbarrows of money down to the grocery store. The, the, the money was getting thrown in the gutter and they were taking the wheelbarrow as payment. That was in about 1920s. But more recently, we had a currency crisis in Turkey. Uh, and we also had a currency major devaluation in Venezuela. And if you look at both of them, there was a big adoption of digital currency, specifically Bitcoin and wallets in those areas when those uh, events took place. Wow. So you're getting diversification, maybe inflation protection, maybe increased returns. And now we're moving from early adoption into this kind of mainstreaming yep. of of it as an investment. Um, I I can't help but think that there's some people who see what happened in Ukraine or Russia or other places where currency can be seized and maybe you actually have more security if you're in a Bitcoin. Do you, do you, think uh, that's you know, true? The, the early years of crypto were all about an anonymity and privacy. This would be outside the banks. It's it's like the the the, the rebel without a cause. Since then, it's really been adopted into the institutional framework of traditional finance. We're a great case point. We put Bitcoin in a retirement account. Well, the retirement account still exists. It's held by a regulated custodian. It's reported as it's supposed to, the contributions, distributions, and, and valuations. So we've embedded ourselves into traditional finance, and a lot of other folks have done that. The last year was a huge wave of institutional adoption. A lot of it was putting it on the balance sheet, like Tesla, MicroStrategy, others buying up Bitcoin to have as part of their overall corporate portfolio. What you see happening now this year is they're building out more tools. So it's more of a adoption of what crypto, blockchain, uh, and digital assets all together can do for their business. Uh, and it's an exciting shift towards that. This year, you'll see a lot more regulation take place. Uh, there's, it's always been there. But the definition of the guardrails started with uh, President Biden's executive order in, or in Q1. Uh, we've seen uh, most agencies will have some kind of language around how digital assets are regulated by them uh, by the end of this year. Uh, and we applaud that because it allows for scalable growth. It has to fit within the existing system. It can't fully replace it. That's a, that's kind of a pipe dream that we, that came out early on. Right. So it's part of the yep. system. And, and you think that it's actually probably better that way. 
um, for because you can get move out of early adoption into like mainstream mm-hmm. investors getting involved. Exactly. Was that process of getting IRS compliance hard? I can't imagine the red. It was a process. Paperwork. I think that uh, once we, I mean, it starts with an opinion letter, and then just finding attorneys that can talk at this level about crypto was challenging at back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Then once it grows from there, uh, then you have to convince the custodian that you're working with. Uh, that they can hold this asset just like any other asset class. And we used a lot of parallels with gold and showing how there there's a vault that's insured holding holding the gold. There's a wallet that's insured holding crypto. We try to get parallels. Uh, but at the end of the day, I remember we probably were ready to go in January of 2016, but we were waiting and waiting and waiting and eventually just went for forgiveness and said, hey, you guys, we did this. Uh, and I mean, it was probably the greatest pressure we put. They come back and they were thrilled that we did it. If you fast forward one year and crypto is all the mania uh, of 2017. Uh, but it's it's it has its ebbs and flows and aberrations. But yes, getting to that level and then maintaining that. So once uh, in 2018, it was it was a very tough microscope of, of regulation. It was kind of like a blanketed approach. Uh, Google and Facebook and all other advertisers basically were told, cut off crypto advertising. So now you're a business that can't, you don't have a megaphone. You can't tell people your business exists. Uh, And that was when we really grew as a business. We brought in our chief compliance officer, uh, Marianne Bullion. She's, uh, we call her Marianne the Bulldog Bullion. She worked at at the (laughs) FDIC in special investigations for financial crimes. So she was a great addition to our team and really helped us continue to be be at the forefront of the conversation with the regulators uh, as they as they figured out how to regulate this. There was groups we met with and they were going to their first Bitcoin conference a month after they met with us. Uh, and then we caught up with them afterwards and you could see that they were the, the wheels were starting to spin of what this could do. Uh, and we've watched that evolution even in banks uh, and other groups. We, we were fortunate that we've had such success that we vertically integrated our own trust company, uh, Nevada regulated called Digital Trust last year. Uh, and just it's an experience. It's fun. Uh, I come from a background of uh, my mom was a banker when I was a kid. Uh, and so uh, it kind of fits within my world uh, to be here disrupting the evolution of banking and personal finance as we know it. Yeah, we're a long way from, I'm sure, the type of banking that your family did. But it has a lot of the same. I like the analogy about insuring gold in a vault somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the same idea with the custodian, the, the custodian that actually holds the assets in the self-directed IRA, they're insured. Is that the idea is to just, you know, hey, this is protection. This is your retirement. It needs to be safe. And that's why the insurance is there. Yes. Safety was paramount. Safety and security were paramount from the beginning, Uh, not just at the custodial and regulatory level, but at the consumer level. To have faith in putting your assets into something like this that you know is held by a third party, you have to have faith that the third party knows how to manage that asset appropriately. So we partnered early on with BitGo, um, which if you go out there, they're kind of like the Brinks or the Goldman Sachs of the wallet industry. They've been around the longest. Their owners and founders were uh, uh, founded the security measurements for Google Chrome, for example. So security is in their blood. Uh, and the configurations that are designed uh, and the multiple layers of authentication, how wallet addresses are treated, they're obfuscated. I mean, you could go really tech nerdy on what these things, what's done to them. They're bifurcated. They're put into separate geographic places. It's it's really full tilt. They have guys, I always joke, they have guys sitting in rooms just thinking things up of what could be a security threat in the future and f- building solutions around it. And because of that, we were able to go with them to Lloyd's of London and get our procedure and our assets per wallet underwritten up to 700 million. Uh, and so that was the first of its industry kind. Uh, we pulled that off in about 2019 or 18. 
Right. And it's the same stuff that traditional IRA investments and banks have been investing in is security. How do we protect our assets? How do we generate trust? But you put the work and investment into it for a new asset class, and it seems to be paying off. I'm looking at your website right now. It's bitcoinira.com if anybody listening wants to check it out. And we're talking about 150,000 users. I mean, you're, you're really moving into the mainstream there. Can you talk about the platform a little bit? Like when someone comes to this website, they find it. What's the self sign up process like? I mean, how are you getting so many people interested in this? What are you, how are you marketing? Where are you finding them all? Absolutely. Well, first you can go online or you can just go to the app store on the Android or the Apple and download the Bitcoin IRA app. Uh, both are accessible. Uh, and the platform experience is education first. So once you sign up, you're going to have access to a bunch of videos, other podcasts, news articles, things uh, that they have us and our teammates do. Uh, and then you're going to have uh, access to live pricing for plethora of, of, of coins that you can look at their historical. There's information about each coin and what its utility, et cetera, is. And then once you feel like you're ready to get started, there's a quick online process. It takes It's like three or four easy steps. Uh, and that will all securely get us the information we need to open up the IRA account for you. And it's not just uh, traditionals. There's Roths, SEPs, Simples, uh, the, the whole gauntlet there. Once that account is opened, we actually go back to the analog. And we have a full team of folks that are here to continue your education. So you've got an account executive that's there to answer any of the tough questions about how things work. Uh, and then we also have a team that is dedicated to moving money. So it's one of the most difficult things is to move money between banks. Banks love to take your money. They hate to give it up. Uh, and so we we work with uh, individuals to help with the rollover process. Uh, so if you got an old 401k at Fidelity, uh, there's a process to get that issue, a check issued and deposit in your new account. If you got an IRA at, say, Vanguard, you transfer it with certain paperwork. And we even have a lot of accounts that just open their first, their IRA, like they do their $6,000 contribution for the year. Uh, and as once those funds arrive, which we industry standard is about 19 to 20 days, we average this uh, last two quarters at eight and nine days. So we're very quick because it's an insatiable asset, right? The minute you decide you want Bitcoin, you want it now uh, because all you're doing is watching it nonstop move up and down like a heartbeat monitor. Uh, and and so moving quickly. And then once your funds arrive, the same place where you downloaded the app or logged in, you'll have a secure access to your trading to trade 24-7. You can buy, sell, or swap any assets that are available. There's 65 now, including digital gold, which is, uh, in essence, it's a, a inventory of gold sitting at the Royal Canadian Mint that a blockchain is sitting over the top of managing transactions which allows so that you can swap, say, your Bitcoin for gold instantaneously as opposed to have to wait for settlement and gold to move and everything. Once, once that's done, you, you have access to the, to the wallet, uh, all the details, and you can add more features. Uh, our newest one we added last year was our EARN program. So clients can earn uh, between 2 to 6% interest on the coins they're holding long term. Uh, it's still no lockup period, so you can go in and out it as you like to. Uh, we have a lot of folks that just come and they'll do like a certain amount of Bitcoin and then they'll add additional monies just for the cash earn program. To make 6% on an asset that's collateralized by Bitcoin is not really out there in the market today. It's very, very unique. It's a very unique uh, area and it's a great place to earn some additional yield on your dollars, notably in a high inflation environment. Wow. So this is a easy to get started with, maybe even easier than other self-directed IRA options. 
And it sounds kind of fun. Uh, do you think people are enjoying like the speed that you can get involved and the liquidity of it and the tools? Like, is it a different, like more exciting experience than investing in traditional assets? I think that crypto certainly has a lot more sizzle than some other assets, especially <laughs> in regards to millennials and Gen Z's. Uh, and even maybe my parents too. My parents are pretty interested in it. They think it's pretty cool. And a lot of their friends are getting involved. Uh, our average, uh, actually 75% of our clients as of last year were born before 1976. So we actually have a pretty a, a, a older group. You would think this is for younger folks and or younger investors game, but it really isn't. Uh, but part of the reason why we made this company. So when Camille Johannes and I decided to, to get together in retirement is we recognized that there is a retirement crisis in the country today. And there's a lot of reasons for it. There's there's a lack of participation, uh, especially at 401ks. Folks just aren't participating. Uh, they There's also the burden of student loans and, and high, rising uh, rental costs and housing costs and inflate, all these things that make it very difficult to have money left over to save. Uh, and we're just not a saving type society. Uh, that asset classes that are unique and alternative actually have more sizzle. They get more excitement around the buyer. And people save more because they want to put more into that retirement plan. Uh, and so that's that's our way of trying to fulfill our corporate mission of helping more Americans retire. Yeah, especially if you get better returns. Can't complain about that. Uh, <laughs> talk about what's next. I mean, this industry must have changed a ton just since 2016, since you've been working in it. I mean, what what is your platform doing and what's crypto in general? Where's this all going to be in another six years? That's a great question. Six years. I think what it's going to do is it's going to just quietly embed itself into the fabric of our daily lives. Uh, and it's happening not just at a local level, but also global and international. You saw that Bitcoin was on both sides of the Ukraine-Russia war that's taking place. Mm -hmm. You saw uh, El Salvador last summer fully adopt its reserve currency as Bitcoin, basically said our money is just not going to make it. We can't get out of this third world uh, state if we don't do something different. And they took and grabbed Bitcoin and they actually flipped it on. The, I love this story of a human empowerment. They dealt with a plague of what's called the coups and the volcanoes down there. So whether it was a military coup or it was a volcano erupting, they had a rough 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, and they took the power of volcanic energy and they now have created a mining zone at the base of their main volcano. And they're, they're taking that energy to run miners to create Bitcoin for the, for the nation uh, and mine it and, and run mining transactions. So really just kind of flip the table on, on their circumstance. Uh, so you see that those things happen. There's another country in Africa that just made the same uh, announcement last week. You have Brazil uh, and other, a couple other South American countries that are looking at this. Uh, in Europe, you have a kind of a, um, a tango of regulation. Uh, and, and that's just a difficulty because Europe's always had a hard time agreeing on anything because they all have separate. Germany has separate needs than France, than England, and et cetera. That's why you have Brexit that happened. And the U.S., we're, we're bringing it to the table as a part of the conversation for regulation. So you're going to see accelerated growth of adoption mainstream. Uh, you did just have a huge announcement a few weeks ago of Fidelity uh, opening up the doors for the 401ks that are there to Bitcoin later this year. We don't know a lot about the terms, conditions, the details, but a major powerhouse with $23 trillion of assets in their 401ks is talking about opening the door for Bitcoin. This is going to have a big impact on adoption. Uh, and then I think what people are going to start to realize in the next couple of years is that Bitcoin in particular is scarce. 
There are only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist. Uh, it's designed that way. It has a, rating, a re- diminishing rate of return. It gets more energy to create the asset, less of a reward, which is kind of the opposite of U.S. dollars. Less energy to make it, more reward for the politicians that are printing it and giving us stimulus checks and things like that. So it's a little, a little, a little inverted there. Uh, and so I think the concept of scarcity will hit, uh, especially in an inflationary market. What we're doing as a platform is just making sure that we've put everything in place to service the clients at, at a moment's notice. It's a 24-7 asset. So it's not like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or gold that close on Friday, reopen Monday. It's open all the time. And so you have to be able to service clients in that fashion. Uh, we have our new uh, digital trust, our vertically integrated uh, uh, trust custodian that we're going to take the lessons we learned in how to run technology faster, streamlined on an asset like Bitcoin that clients are insatiable and apply those same practices to other asset classes like real estate, precious metals, et cetera, to really bring a revolutionary forward thinking future for those types of alternative assets. Part of what's held back the self-directed IRA industry is that is it's not as mainstream and it's not as easy to set up. It's a lot more uh, paperwork driven or old school type. So really to just kind of disrupt our industry and, and bring these, these opportunities to, to bay for all folks. Uh, it should be a very exciting rest of this year and going into the next few years. Uh, crypto is definitely not going anywhere. The guys that were calling it a fraud and the naysayers now have full crypto divisions in their banks. We, deal, we still do have a couple mm. of uh, older gentlemen from Omaha that don't believe in it. Uh, but that happens. You're gonna have you're gonna have your uh, your dichotomy. That's what that's what how this disruptions take place. Yeah, and and so it's entrenching, it's spreading, and you're you're continually continuing to innovate to make your platform easier to use. Do you have anything to say? Maybe not to the the Warren Buffetts of the world, but maybe just like a mainstream investor who's a little hesitant. They're they're not used to this and they're thinking about it. What would your message be to them to get them to, to try? I am, I'm always a fan of the concept of getting off zero. At least get yourself some minimal exposure and have the experience of buying and, and holding and selling cryptocurrency. You can do it with just opening up an account and doing your annual contribution on our platform. And you can even just go to other, uh, other platforms and do $50, $100. Experience it. Uh, and understand and what, what usually happens is you, you can go really down the rabbit hole and learn a whole bunch. And I've seen that. Or you can learn just enough to be dangerous. But what you real, will realize is that there's something special happening in crypto and that, that you're, going to, you're going to enjoy the experience you have with it. Uh, from there, then, uh, then you can say, hey, I at least did my, did my, put my pinky toe in, uh, figured out what crypto is. And most folks get a little hooked after that, whether it's the gains that they're seeing, uh, the things they learn about the disruption of the technology, whatever it might be, they really get into it. Uh, but getting off zero, at least a little bit of exposure, is, is probably going to be a prerequisite of a modern portfolio soon. Yeah, try it and just see how, see what, see how it feels and you can go deeper or that can be enough. But uh, it's BitcoinIRA.com. You can check it out in the App Store as well. Chris, thank you so much for telling us a little bit about your journey and, and how you came to be a part of this platform and this industry. It was awesome having hey, you Hey, thanks show. for having me. I really appreciate it today.